0: Well, a very good evening to you, both on Facebook and Periscope. Welcome to the GNC Show right here. Facebook, Periscope, 7 o'clock. I keep saying 7 o'clock, I keep saying Facebook, and I keep saying Periscope. There we go. I guess that replaces my, it's Wednesday night, it's 7 o'clock, and we are live. I'm so thankful that you're tuning in to be with us, that you're joining us, and uh, I pray the next, however long we go, won't be too long he's going to bless you going to help you going to explain some things and uh, and really touch your heart your mind your spirit as always from our previous days of live stream the ever lovely lady g is with me
1: this is going to be really confusing good evening everybody because i'm not even sure where i'm where i'm supposed to be looking there are so many gadgets (laughs) in front of me (laughs) This is going to be fun, Kai.
0: Oh, it, I'm looking forward to it.
1: So I'm glad all of you decided to tune in. Um, Seven o'clock in the UK, eight o'clock in South Africa. What do we have in America?
0: Oh, it's uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. right over there on the Pacific Coast. So uh, we're blessed. Let me say this. You know the title of, of our live stream says it took eight months and most of you are probably wondering what on earth does he mean by it took eight months there's a few things that have happened since we were last live and last on social media doing this but um, we wanted to share some of the journey with you some of the things that have happened both myself lady g and uh, and invite you to join us on the rest of the journey it's uh there's an old proverb here in the uk i think they use it in other countries as well the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step so it has been uh, an eight months of highs and lows of peaks and troughs of hills and valleys of ups and downs um, emotionally spiritually physically i'm thankful that we got here And the journey isn't over. That's the one thing that we need to to make sure that everybody realizes. The journey isn't over. In fact, the journey is actually just beginning. Don't you think?
1: I don't think the journey is ever going to be over until we take our last breath on this earth.
0: True. Very true. So I want you to get ready. I want you to be be, uh, open to joining us on the journey. And, uh, you know, this is... uh, This is big for me, for you, and um, I'm gonna pour out my heart a little, say a few things that you wouldn't expect to hear, and we'll just take things as they go. Yeah,
1: like I said, you know, we've been away for seven, seven, eight months now. Do you know, I
0: worked it out just before we went on. It's 31 weeks since our last live stream. That's one week short of eight months.
1: Right, so almost eight months, right? That we have been I want to say off air, that we haven't haven't been on um, Facebook live because we didn't really do a periscope when we did the Facebook lives, but just over seven months off. um, But there was a reason why we, of course, decided, like you said, for us to just come away, uh, take a breather, reassess some things in our lives.
0: Yes. Yes. Would
1: reevaluate be a good word?
0: I would have said reevaluate, refocus and restart. I, going back to what we were talking so, about So yes,
1: there was a reason why we both of us felt um I know he mentioned that, you know, he you've been through some stuff and you're probably gonna share some of that, mm-hmm. probably not in detail, but share some of the things of what had happened and I know a lot of you have had questions a lot of you have inboxed us asking us you know when are you going to be live again why aren't you doing the Wednesday nights on Facebook anymore Um, it's good to know that some of you missed us but um, there is a reason why we felt that we needed to come away from doing the live um, streams on Facebook sorry (laughs) something (laughs) (laughs) we needed to come away from facebook Uh,
0: i've had challenges in in uh, just about every area of my life you know the the hardest thing for anybody to go through a situation is uh it's kind of like a car wreck you know lady g and i were talking a little bit earlier on today as i was setting up here and uh, getting everything ready and i said The one thing that you have to remind yourself is, when when you're in a a wreck on the freeway, you know you can get shunted from behind, and that does a lot of damage. Right. But you have to stay in control of the vehicle because there are other things in front of you that, if you're not in control, you can collide into, you can crash into, and you can do a whole lot more damage. Right. And. And unlike previous times in my life when I've gone through experiences that have kind of derailed me or forced me to slow down or even like this um, particular season of my life come to a complete stop, then I had to make sure that the best thing that I could do was not to keep going forward. Sometimes we have to just stop. You know, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that word literally means to stand still and not make a sound. Right. Now for me, that's where I've been. That's that's what I've been doing. That's why you haven't seen me much on social media. My posts were so intermittent. There was no regularity to anything that I was doing. Because my whole focus in the season I'm going through, uh, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, all of those things, my first focus above everything was just to stop and let God be God and really, like we talked about, reevaluate, refocus so that you can restart. You know, it's like the computer, they get stuck. What do we do? Control-Alt-Delete or press the restart button. Well, that was it, that that was me. My operating system was crashing, my my hardware was failing and I needed somebody to to make me hit the restart button. And suddenly, one day last year, everything came to a stop right. overnight and i just knew that i couldn't go on i couldn't keep going doing the things i was doing couldn't keep going forward emotionally i was suffering physically i was suffering right mentally i was suffering spiritually i was suffering and all of that was beginning to take a toll on me financially as yeah. well you know because there's only so much you can do in your own strength um so i got i, I got to that point and it's what well, you know it, no, I don't want to go into too many details. I, I've had a few health complications, but on one of the visits to the to the doctor, the doctor told me, "You either stop now, or I'm going to be asking one of your colleagues to be performing your funeral." And I took those words and reevaluated every area of my life and realized there there was a whole lot in me that was dying. Right. And that was stuff that I caused. You know, we go through seasons. We go through situations. And sometimes, sometimes it's an attack. Sometimes it's because of other people. Sometimes it's situations between beyond your control, like what I know you're going to share. Sometimes it's something you do. And unless you stop and you evaluate, unless you stop and you look at what you're going through and what's happening, take stock of everything, you will never know what is the reason for where you're at you know
1: you have to stop as well Kai you know when you find yourself in the thick of what's happening right in the middle of it there is no way that any of us and we're speaking we're talking from experience or speaking from experience you know there's no way that any of us right in the midst of the stuff that you know I said it to you it's like you know when when you have a curveball coming you know yep. it's like a curveball in your life you know there's no way that in that moment that you can make any right decisions or good decisions you are not in the right frame of mind when you are right there in the middle of what you know from even from last year right seven months ago almost eight months ago when we found ourselves right in the middle of what was happening and the speed in which everything just came, we both just, we, n- neither one of us could think straight, make any kind of decision, because we didn't even know what was what was really happening, trying to figure out God, what is going on here? So it is necessary for us to, I believe, that we stop, like you explained earlier with the collision, right, Mm -hmm. if you're in an accident. You don't keep going forward in your car, keep driving when somebody hit the back of your car, you have to stop. You have to bring that vehicle to a stop, because if you don't, what's going to happen is, You might just go into the car in front of you. You might cause an even bigger accident if you keep going Mm -hmm. without stopping and look at the bigger picture.
0: Yeah.
1: You you made a a brilliant example earlier, not on camera, but you know, he was explaining to me the painting behind me.
0: Oh, you stole my! I was going to get to that.
1: All right, I'll leave that. No, 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 go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs)
1: I'm so, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. It just finished. It's in good so, go well. for it. so this painting behind me, there's a gentleman with a lady suit, and this is a, a very well known scene in London. For I know exactly
0: who, where that place is. I if you ever come to London with me, I can take you to the spot.
1: So if you take the, the gentleman in the suit there, if you I feel bad now because I'm stealing do it. your do it. <laughs> go on. If you don't get If you don't stand back and and see the full picture, if you just focus on say for instance the one part on that gentleman's jacket all you're going to see is the black bit. All you're going to see in our lives is the problem. So sometimes you need to stop, take a step back so that you can see the whole picture, so that you can get perspective because it's only when we have perspective and we see the bigger picture that we know how to move forward. I am so sorry I stole that, but that was so good. Don't
0: be sorry, she, she missed out the best bit.
1: <laughs> All right, I, st-
0: I, I still got a piece left to go. I, I
1: love that bit for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she can remember it.
0: What, the, the bit that I said was, the problem with us is when we go through things, when we, we, we're looking at the, the, the picture of our lives, we dissect a moment, we dissect a, a tiny little piece and put that under a magnifying glass.
1: Oh, yeah so that That's we're
0: hard. so focused like 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 Lady G said about the gentleman's jacket right so you're so focused on the dark spot that you're looking at which could be anything because when you're that close when if you if you were to take a tiny little hole like that and focus through that on that jacket and look at nothing else you wouldn't know what on earth it is you're looking at right. That's what we we have to get through. That's the the problem that we have when we become so intrinsically focused on the problem you're going through. The thing that's happening is like the old English proverb. You can't see the wood for the trees. You're so focused on the thing that's affecting you at the moment. But you've got to stop, take a massive step back and see the big picture because that picture's huge, right? If you went to that spot in London, you can look for half a mile up and down the Thames either side. Why? Perspective. Lady G said it, and I'm not gonna steal her thunder because she's got a great thing on it. You can steal it. But you have to completely change your perspective of what it is you're looking at.
1: Mm, That's good.
0: See. You might be in that wreck, you might be in that season, you might be in that moment like I was when everything came to a crashing stop. And once you got the vehicle under control and you stop, just reverse a little bit. Just back that thing up. Go back to where you think it all began to go wrong and start looking at the bigger picture. What did you stop looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Did I take my eyes? You probably can't. Oh, you can, just there. Did I take my eyes off Big Ben so that I only focused on the jacket? Why did I stop looking at the bigger picture? What decision did I make to become so narrow in my focus that I missed everything else that was going on around me? Because all of the things that you've neglected are the things that have, have contributed to you crashing and burning in that moment. do you wanna share about how you gone through what you've gone through in the last seven months
1: because I, I mean i'm hard, talking about yeah. what
0: i have you know I've, I've talked a little bit of how i came through but it. you and i both had completely different life stopping moments happen within days almost of
1: life-altering
0: things they happened within days
1: yeah oh boy do you know a, a, a couple of months ago if you had asked me that I probably wouldn't have known how to answer you this is a journey of course that we are on so we are constantly learning you can never come to a place where you think you know it all and you've learned it all every day of my life I am still learning every day of my life I am I still have questions and it is in those questions when I get the answers that I know okay okay this is the way I need to go okay and don't do that so you're you're constantly learning on this journey. So when that thing happened to me last year, which was huge. And like I just said, life altering, right? It literally Kai, it was like something had pulled me to a halt. Now, does it mean that, oh, she she was going down the wrong road? She was, you know, heading in the wrong direction? I don't think so. But I needed a few truths in my life, Um, you know, the experience you went through, there's there's a different reason for why that came about, for me, I now understand why I needed to go through that incident, because I needed to refocus in my life, didn't know it at the time, but I needed to refocus. And I needed to make adjustments in my life, adjustments in my life. But again, I didn't know that. And so when this thing happened to me, the first thing I said, because you know when you go through stuff, you start questioning yourself, you start saying, yeah, but God, why is this happening to me? Why are they doing this to me? You, 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 you're asking yourself all the wrong questions. And the moment the Holy Spirit stopped me, and caused me to see something, Kai, I immediately changed the questions that I was now asking. So I no longer asked, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? God, you know, why are they doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? I now changed that to a positive and I said, right, God, what is it that you want me to see? Is there something that I have been missing that I haven't seen. Is this thing happening to me so that you could get my attention? We always want to move towards the negative of why things happen. But I know this today Kai, that even with when it feels like the wind has been knocked out of your sails, that sometimes in it all is a lesson. much so and that's what I found that there was a blessing hidden in I want to say the storm that I went through you know there's a there's a song that um, my nephew introduced to me uh, a month ago I don't know if Zandro is watching but if he's watching but he he sent me a song and from the moment he sent me that song I kept I kept singing the song I kept singing it and I I said to Kai I go to bed I wake up and I hear the words and what it says is I am not enough
0: unless you come
1: unless you come I'm not enough unless you come and I had to come to that realization Kai that this thing this road that I've been walking unless he comes unless he steps in there is no way that I can do this on my own so yeah I needed to learn to ask the right questions I needed to learn to refocus and look at the bigger picture adjust a few certain things in my life and I had to learn to open myself for the voice of the Holy Spirit Because if you're just going to, can I use the word plotter on? Mm -hmm. You know, in your own own strength, mm -hmm. and in your own, you know, what you think is right, without involving him, you might end up going straight for a disaster. So that's what I learned, Kai.
0: You know, there's a, a passage of scripture in the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalm 71 verse 20 that says um, it says thou which has showed me the great and sore troubles for god lets you go through stuff
1: oh absolutely
0: shalt quicken me again and that word quicken means to strengthen to give you strength right and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth so that was that's been me that's where i was at I hit rock bottom in my life. I don't think I could have felt any lower than I have, or than I did for a long time. Um, It wiped me out, absolutely wiped me out. It, I come to the point of tears just thinking about it. But it, it really, it knocked me for six. You know, and. um, The hardest thing to accept was that I had to admit that it was because of my own bad decisions that I I hit rock bottom. In fact, I used to tell people, you know, at the start of it all, I'm I'm below rock bottom. I'm reaching up to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Mm. You know, I, I, I I genuinely didn't think I could get any lower. But through the first few months of trying to get on top of things, trying to understand what was going on, battling, juggling between my own confusion and inadequacy and trying to turn to God and and rely on His strength, I came to a real understanding. I've said it so many times. But you can say something and never truly know what it means. Mm -hmm until you go through it so true. for yourself. I used to tell people life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. You've got to change your perspective. Life is not happening to you, yeah. it's happening for you. But until I crashed and burned, until I, you know, like it says in Hebrews, until I fell into the hands of a living God, Although the writer of the Hebrew says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God until I found myself in that place where all I had was God. Yeah, and I thought I'd been there before, trust me, I genuinely thought I'd been there before until I found myself in that place. I did not know what it was like to surrender yourself so completely, so absolutely that. You get to a point where every day you are so dependent upon the Holy Spirit, so dependent upon His leading. Yeah. You know, it's funny because if you'd have rewound the clock 12 months ago, you look at my website and look at stuff that we published and look at stuff we put out on social media, even talking to me, and I talked to you about Proverbs 4.11, you have led me in the way of wisdom. You've, you've taught me in the way of wisdom. You've led me in the right paths. And I used to focus on the wisdom aspect of that until this last seven months, where I've had to let God lead me in the right path. Mm -hmm. My word, you know, you asked me earlier on, and I, I really feel like I want to share it now. But you asked me earlier on, what's the one thing I take I've taken away from it from the last seven months? The one thing I've taken away is the only way up is down. That that sounds like. A confusing statement the only way up is down what I mean is if you want to get closer to God you're gonna to have to get on your knees because I've prayed I've been in prayer meetings I've, I've done the whole, all night prayer meetings and all of that lot but until I fully understood what God was saying through the Psalmist in Psalm 80 verse 18 draw me and I will come to
1: you mm-hmm.
0: I never ever truly experienced the drawing of the Holy Spirit like I have in the last, I can't even say the last seven months, it's the last four. It's since middle of December, beginning of January that the Holy Spirit really, really revealed Himself in ways I've never seen Him, never experienced Him, never had intimacy with Him like I'm currently going through. Why? Because I took that scripture. They that wait upon the Lord. And instead of coming to that place of prayer. Every day like I normally do. Yakka yaka, yakka. Blah 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 blah. Saying all the things that we normally say. Going through that list of. Oh thank you thank you thank you. God bless me in this. God bless me in that. God do this. God do this. Here's my shopping list of results. I came to God. Every day. And waited upon Him. I waited till the power of the Holy Spirit quickened me to come to Him. And in doing that I have come to an understanding and come to an experience of relationship and prayer that I've never ever experienced before. And it doesn't matter how dark the journey is, how difficult the mountain is to climb how long the valley is the holy spirit will always draw you to him yeah you know i said to, to lady g we were talking about "Yea, though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death <laughs> if there's no entrance if there's no exit it's not a valley you have to go into the valley fully prepared and fully understanding the holy spirit already has an exit yes from the valley yeah. You just have to trust him. But what we do is we get so caught up in our emotions, our emotional reactions. We we go to the things that we know to do. Pete did it. He went
1: back to what was familiar. What did he
0: tell the disciples? I'm going fishing. What did they say? We're coming with you. That's yeah, going yeah. back to the thing you think you know to do. Stop. God brought everything to a halt for one reason. He wanted your attention. God has allowed. All that I've been through for one thing God wanted my attention and at the time it was happening excuse me a minute at the time it was happening I couldn't see it but when you stop long enough Hmm. when you wait on God for him to renew your strength then you begin to understand exactly what he is trying to say exactly what he's trying to do I didn't prepare to say this or plan to say this but I really feel that I need to and I hope you get my analogy you know when you go to an architect they draw up a plan and they get the plan perfect and having established everything in the plan they then give it to the builder to build And before the builder builds it, he gives it to a quantity surveyor. And the quantity surveyor is the person that decides, right, we need 51,000 bricks. We need, you know, 2,500 bags of cement. We need 57,000 nails. They literally quantitate every single thing that you need to build that house. And in this experience, this is what God has, has shown me in my own life. He has given me a perfect plan Mm. and given me the task to build this thing he calls my life. But I never once stop to ask the Holy Spirit, what do I need to build what God's given me? What do I need to build the plan? Because it's only him that's going to reveal it to you. It's only him that has the power to give you the things you need. To build what God has called you to build. And I'm not talking about a ministry or a church or anything like that. I'm talking about your own life. Your own day-to-day being with him. But guess what? Even when they're in the process of building. The architect always comes to check. Are you building according to the plan? The
1: plan. Yeah, that's good.
0: And that's where, for me, the last four months have been. I'm letting the architect show me, right, you built this wrong. You put this wall where it didn't need mm. to be. This particular piece of, of the building isn't straight. You, 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 you need to change this. You need to move that there. And showing me, son, you, you built the plan, but or you, you tried to build the plan, but you didn't follow the diagram. You know, here it is. There's the diagram. You, you're not following the plan. And because of that, you know, you're building outside the walls. It really hit me that I was so busy doing this building. And you know what happens when you're not, when you're not working with the surveyor, when you're not working with the right people, you take shortcuts. You try to skimp on materials. You, you try to, to, to do things to, to, you know, to circumvent the plan, mm. to to take steps up the ladder quicker, to, to whatever it is, whatever analogy you want to do it, you you take shortcuts.
1: Shortcuts,
0: yeah. And that that moment in crashing, that, that everything collapsing, and you know being faced with everything I was faced with within days, I realized I've tried to take too many shortcuts. Mm. See, there's some things you can take a shortcut in because the architect has provision for that in the plan. But you can't shortcut something the architect hasn't planned for. And that was me. That's exactly what I did. I tried to take shortcuts because I was so busy building. But you know, the scripture says, unless the Lord builds the house, Mm
1: -hmm. the laborers
0: labor in vain. And that's what I was doing. I was laboring in vain, building this thing this house of the Lord that you're looking at. This temple. And my shortcuts cost me. They cost mm-hmm. me daily. They really did.
1: So for somebody going through the exact same thing that you and I have been going through last year, Kai. What is the advice you would want to give them Stop. in moving forward?
0: Don't, don't move forward. Stop. Don't try and even think of moving forward. Stop exactly where you are. Until you can get a grip on what it is you're going through. Until you can stand back and see the big picture. Like Lady G talked about. Until you can step back and see the whole canvas. Do not even attempt to move forward. And I, you know, the Bible, not the Bible. I get so caught up in saying the Bible says now. Because I'm just so excited about the word of God. My grandfather used to tell me, Son, you'll fall many times in your life do me a favor. Mm. Oh, I, the last time he told me he was 15, it was a few weeks before he passed away. And uh, I said to him, what is it, Gram? He said, you'll fall many times, but when you do fall, fall forwards and fall to your knees. Mm. My grandfather was a wonderful, devout believer and I knew exactly what he meant. He said, son, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter how bad the mistakes are, doesn't yeah. matter how deep the hurt is to you or to other people, stop. And get on your knees. Get back to that place of prayer. Because I can tell you with my hand on my heart, as the one thing in all the things that I was doing, I was neglecting. My prayer life consisted of five minutes in an airport lounge, 15 minutes driving down the freeway between conference calls and other stuff. My prayer life at the moment that I, I came to a crashing halt, Was nowhere near what it was when I first first became a Christian and didn't even know how to pray I had neglected that area so much and and we don't understand see if you really dissect the Psalms when you're not praying you open the door to the demonic you give the enemy of your faith an open door into your life because you don't empower God to move for you if you knew the power of prayer you don't give angels. But the, the Psalms teach us, I forget which one it is, but it's in there. I know it's in the Psalms. I was reading it the day before yesterday. The Psalms teach us that if we're not praying, yeah, the angels are not fighting for us. And if the angels are not fighting for us, guess what is coming? The enemy of your faith is little minions. Prayer keeps the devil away. Prayer keeps you so much in the Holy Spirit that the whole the the more you pray, the more you experience the Holy Spirit. And the more you experience the Holy Spirit, the more you want to pray.
1: No.
0: I'm sorry, I kind of went completely off topic tonight. No, you're
1: still giving them advice.
0: So, so stop. That's all I'll tell you. Stop exactly where you are, exactly what you're doing. Stop. And get yes. on your knees. Say, God, I am sorry. I, I, I went off the plan. But I'm not going to build another thing. You know, in mm-hmm. the building industry, they, they call it downing tools you literally have to start putting tools there and nobody can build anything until the person in charge says okay start building
1: with us knowing you knew what i was going through i knew what you were going through i knew everything that you faced in coming through this trial storm whatever you want to call it one thing i've learned because we do look we do look at each other we observe and we learn, right? but one of the things that I think I've said this to you before, Kai, was try and move away, and you'll know why I'm saying this, but try and move away from trying to figure out the, the
0: problem. Oh okay. yeah, it's the worst thing you can do.
1: Rather start looking at a solution for the problem instead of trying to understand and figure out the problem itself. Hmm. Because you know how many times (laughs) we've gotten to this place where, you know, you stare at the problem, you know, and and you're trying to figure out, you know, about this thing. But nobody's looking at a solution for moving past this problem.
0: I, I think one of the things that we need to learn is the problem doesn't change the longer you stare at it.
1: That is so true. Admit that you, you know, you, listen, if something is completely out of your control, you got to admit that. There are things that we can control, Kai, but there are certain things you you just cannot control these things. Stop breaking your head over the things that you can't control and rather look at the things that, are, that you can change, that you can control and work on those things. Otherwise, you're just going to get stuck.
0: I I think one of the keys for me was getting to a place where I owned the fact that I could say, if I had not done that, this wouldn't have happened.
1: And it comes with re-evaluating your life, isn't
0: it? -hmm. Your situation. And it must be confusing to talk about. Right? But,
1: uh, his situation, my situation <laughs>
0: But your situation was completely out of your control
1: Absolutely Nothing you could do Absolutely n-
0: n- No way you could have been involved, none of that, right? Mine was the result of bad decisions, plain and simple I own that I made some terrible decisions
1: If you look at it though, if you look at it though If I'm completely honest, yes, my thing was completely out of my control It was like BAM, there it is but when you go way, way, way back, Kai, there are certain things that I should have looked at, seen that these things were in place, this is, you know, taking care of this, and that problem, years down the line, would never have happened.
0: True. True. I, I... So well... even
1: though it came as a surprise, even though it came as being unexpected when you when you really think about it and you go way 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 back sometimes with some of the things that comes our way yeah if you have because I, I had to admit that guy years and years ago if I had decided this is it you know I'm not gonna take no I'm I'm this is how I'm gonna do it I never would have had this thing come come up True. so it's
0: not really no i i guess in a lot of things you can look back with hindsight you know because they say hindsight is 20 20. I mean, hindsight is perfect right? but you can there look you up, look back and say well 90 percent of the things that we go through that are wrong a, a result of a decision we made somewhere along the line yep my my breakthrough moment for want of a better expression my my moment of this is it this was this was the I'm not going to say Kairos moment because most people use that phrase completely out of context. But my moment of revelation was in understanding what Isaiah prophesied when he said, Verily thou art a God who hides from his
1: people. Yeah.
0: There's a reason he hides because he's waiting for you to find him. He waits for you to pursue him, and in doing that, The Holy Spirit empowers you to do it. But God won't come looking for you. You know, we talk about the parable of the lost sheep. But if you're not lost, if you're still in the... See, you can be in the herd and the shepherd put the food out. But unless you come to the shepherd to be fed, you'll die of starvation. So I, I really took that on board. Verily thou art a God who hides from his people. And I really began to pursue him with everything I've got. That's how I felt but I realized that this was really the impact of allowing him to really reach into the inner parts of me, the depths of me and work on the things that I would stop giving over to him because in pursuing him I had to reveal all of that. I had to to open my arms and open my heart. So that I could get close to God. The epistle to uh, the James room says. that The the, the fervent prayers. The the, the fervent effective prayers of a righteous man. Availeth much. And that's what we got to pray. That's the way that we have to pray. Your prayers have to be fervent. And they have to be effective. And the most effective way of praying. That I've found in the last four months. Is just not opening your mouth is you let God quicken you to come to Him so that you can experience His presence. I, I shouldn't say that. You can experience the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. to come before God. And instead of praying a shopping list, instead of praying all the prayers that we, that we now speak, you're so empowered by the Holy Spirit that He yeah. begins to speak through you it's almost like God uses you to pray back to himself and I just hope that we would all get there it's not easy it takes time I'm not going to say it's easy you've got to be like the persistent widow
1: yeah
0: you know she came before the unjust judge day after I'm not saying God's an unjust judge but she came before him day after day after day after day after day, after day until she got the result that she wanted That's what we have to be like when coming to God. You have to keep coming to God. It's not a one-time hit. It's not a -a once-a-week thing. It is, I have to come to God in prayer every single day until I see the result of what it is I'm expecting. And the, the, the thing that we've said before way back in our early live streams, but I want to start tonight off with this as well. You know, prayer doesn't change the situation. It changes you until God changes the situation and in doing that, in doing that we are so surrendered to letting the Holy Spirit have his way, have his will, that the answer it is that you're expecting actually becomes what God intends for you to have in the first place. I know in my own life I have set my mind on so many wrong things, so many wrong goals, wrong expectations, wrong anticipations. And those take you towards the wrong destination. You said it about, you know, when we're moving towards wrong goals Mm -hmm. and we hit them. You you want to elaborate on that? Because you, Lady G said to me earlier on, you know, sometimes we're, we're moving towards wrong goals in our life, and God stops us so that we stop moving towards those wrong goals, and then we can start moving towards the right goals, the right things, the, the, the right destination that God has for us in our life. Sometimes that's all we need. You just need God to step in and stop, but... We didn't just stop did you i know no, you when we
1: when we took that time out um you know not not doing what we usually do we never we never it, it might not have looked like we were doing anything to everybody out there on social in social media land but we were still planning we were still um you know we were still active i was still speaking preaching whatever you want to call it
0: doing um, a great job too
1: well thank you very much i appreciate that but yes we didn't just we didn't just go and sit in a corner we still kept busy we still planned ahead you know um and stayed active
0: you have to you know it's not easy to with the first when when you first hit that wall, hit yeah, that roadblock.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what
0: you've got to remember is this. A bump in the road is not a dead end. It's just a bump in the road. That's true. That's quite true. You know, we live in a town where there's quite a lot of, or you live in a town where there's a lot of speed bumps in different places. They're designed to slow you down. They're not designed yeah. to stop you. Smashing headfirst into a brick wall, that's designed to stop you. But when you hit a, when you hit a bump, it's, it's just to cause you to slow yeah. down. Why? Because there's something in the there's something in the in the environment in the vicinity of where you are that if you don't slow down, could be a major problem. You know, just up the road there's a there's speed bumps in front of a school. Why? To slow the cars down so they don't hit the kids. There's a reason that that bump is there. Accept that. Own the fact you're going to have to go through these bumps. None of us are immune to them. None of us are going to go through life without any bumps. I used to tell people all the time when I... I, I haven't been preaching for many, mm-hmm. many months. Um, I'm still not. When I come back to it, I'm not 100% certain yet. But I used to tell people all the time when I used to be preaching, you show me anybody that stands in the pulpit that says they've never been through anything, never experienced anything, and never had to, fall to fight for anything. And I'll show you a devil or a liar, because it's one of the two. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, and... I, I, The the bumps in life happen.
1: It is. It's not a matter of, you know, if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when is it going to happen. And you better be ready for when it happens.
0: Even Jesus, there's no getting away from it. Even Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Yeah. Now, God God didn't orchestrate the temptation, but he let the devil tempt him.
1: It's the same with Joke.
0: he allowed,
1: allowed it, um, you know I think at the end of the day what we gotta do when these crises come up Kai is you know use that crisis in your life or the bump or whatever we want to call it, use it as fuel to uh, move you forward for you and you know helping you to become stronger and wiser, don't let it break you down so much that you don't want to move forward or anywhere Use it as fuel. Yeah.
0: Learn from it. If you could, See, God, <clears throat> I said this to you. First time you ever heard me preach, I remember prophesying over you at the end of the service. We talking 15 years ago.
1: Oh, I feel so old right now.
0: But I, at the end of the service, I, I said to Lady G something I've said many times since then god will deliver you from the pain of the experience but leave you with the memory because in the memory is somebody else's deliverance so go through the bumps go through the the difficult times the ups and downs but learn from it let god heal the pain but always use the memory because in your memory of that experience is somebody else's deliverance Mm -hmm. And your memory of that pain, that experience, is somebody else's deliverance. Pain turning
1: into purpose. I like that.
0: Uh, You may be somebody's Moses. I like it. You may be their deliverer.
1: This was good.
0: (laughs) I don't know about you, but it was good to be back with you. I can't believe how much I have missed doing this. I really hope this has helped you. I really hope this has spoken to you. I was thinking about Catherine Coolman and Amy Simple McPherson, and uh, Catherine Kuhlman went to visit Amy Simple McPherson's gravesite. Right. And on her grave stone, I think it is, or there's an inscription connected to the gravestone. It it reads something about. Amy Semple McPherson's life and standing there seeing her hero you know in in the grave Catherine Coleman burst into tears and turned to the young boy that had driven her there and said if I can live my entire life and touch just one person then everything I did was for the glory of God And that's how I want to leave you tonight. If everything you do in your life, if everything you live for is just to touch one person, then everything you've done is for the glory of God. And that's my prayer for my life too. All the stuff that I used to hold dear, all of the material stuff, means nothing anymore. If I can live my life, touch one person and I have lived a life for the glory of God. So I pray that you will walk the journey with us and you'll be part of it and pray for us as the journey is not over yet as we'll be praying for you.